You're listening to Financial Insights, a podcast that helps investors through the difficult maze of financial planning and saving for retirement. I'm Brian Ullman, and I'm a financial advisor and certified financial planner at Ford Financial Group. And together with some guests and other advisors at my firm, we're talking about the issues and questions relating to finance that face our clients every day. We're back after a little bit of a break, and I know... In the last podcast episode, I, I said, you know, we either, we're going to do these a little bit more frequently, a little bit more regularly. Of course, that's not exactly uh, what's happened here. Um, I, I get on social media and I look around and I see friends and family members and acquaintances all on far-flung places this summer traveling, whether they're going to Hawaii or to Europe or to South America. Uh, shout out to Coach Mike. You know, everybody's off doing their thing, and frankly, uh, I've been here watching, suffering, getting through COVID, we'll say, and I'm better now, testing negative and all of that, and watching markets uh, have what is amounted to the worst first half in a very long time. And so if you're tuned in here to listen about how bad it's been for the last six months, I'm going to give you what you're looking for, because even though this is... Uh, we're at the end of the week uh, on the 8th of July, uh, and you, you don't want to hear about the fact that this week uh, the S&P 500 was up two, more than 2%, NASDAQ was up 4.5%, Russell 2000 up 2.5%, and even the Dow was up a little bit less than a percent. We're not here for that, right? We're here for the suffering and what's gone on over this la- first half of the year, and I'm going to give it to you. And then we're also going to talk about, after the fact, why things could be looking up because this is uh, not totally straightforward. In fact, I haven't done one of the market videos that we post on YouTube because uh, things are a little bit nuanced here. But we're going to just let's just talk about the most recent half and or the first half of the year and the most recent quarter because the headlines so far has have been pretty straightforward. S and P finished the worst half of the year since 1970. And it's just the sixth time in history that the S&P 500 has started with a greater than 15% decline. It was even worse for the Dow, had its worst performance, first half performance since 1962. Um, You know, we've had a brutal six months and we can't even definitively say we're at the bottom because there's no real proof that we're at peak inflation, which would give the Federal Reserve reason to pause interest rate hikes. Um, you know, we can even take this further. Let's take this further. Let's gluttons for punishment here. Since 1976, the second quarter of 2022 was the fifth worst for the S&P 500, the fourth worst for the Bloomberg Aggregate Bond Index, and the worst quarter ever for a combination of the two. So the first full half of 2022 combined was the second worst quarter period for a 60-40 portfolio, which many people have in their 401ks and IRAs and things like that. Is that enough? Is that enough bad news for you? Uh, Of the worst 10 quarters for a 60-40 portfolio, everyone was mostly driven by S&P 500 losses. The third quarter of 1981 was the only other quarter in the bottom 10 that saw both stocks and bonds decline. I'm getting really sick after the last couple of years of calling things historic, but this really has been historic. That is the bad news, right? And, and uh, you know, it's weird because we are kind of in limbo right now, especially for stocks. We haven't had that capitulation, that huge sell-off that 
signals maybe the end of the bear market or the bottom of the market. But we also haven't had that stability on the upside that suggests maybe the coast is clear and the bottom is already in. And so we're stuck. We're in limbo. Not sure what's going to happen next. At least not immediately, right? Because if we look a little further out and look to see what might be coming in the future, we can see that if we have a, a bad first half of the year or a bad stretch of six months, um, we're not usually inclined to have that stretch continue for much longer. I mean, it's easy to find the bear case right now, and there are very few optimists. But based on the market's track record, after sharp downdrafts, usually we get a nice kind of surge higher. And so um, I'll post to some of the charts of the day that LPL has from LPL Research, but his, his stocks have historically bounced back pretty strong from two big two-quarter drops like we just had. More stats for you. And more than a, if after a more than 20% drop over two quarters, which is what we experienced, the average gain the next two quarters has been 21.5%. And the average performance over the following year, the following 12 months, has been 31.4%, which is pretty consistent with the average gain off of a midterm year, uh, midterm election year low. And so it's possible that we, the gain or the lows have been set in that big uh, two-week, almost 11% drop that we had in the S&P 500 in June. Now, there's no, we can't guarantee that the historical uh, precedents are going to repeat themselves. Um, but one of the things that I've, seen out here is that, um, you know, the, the obsession is with the difficulty that we've had to begin the year. But that's not exactly how we look at markets, right? They're, they're, calendar years from an investing perspective are sometimes arbitrary. Now, granted, there's some seasonality. July tends to be one of the strongest months for stocks over the past decade. That's pretty, that has been pretty apparent. So there's some calendar year, some seasonal stuff that goes on. But if we if we strip away uh, the calendar year component of this, because stocks basically peaked on July on uh, January fourth, so it, we've been dropping from the very very beginning of the year. That's what makes this kind of a, that's what makes all these statistics so calendar based. But if we strip away the calendar metrics and view this simply as a stretch of six months. I think what what you're going to see, I know what you'll see, is that stocks have, even though stocks have fallen 20% over six months, that occurrence isn't all that uncommon. In fact, it's happened 13 times since 1957. And so that's an average of about once every five years that we get a correction of 20% or more. So this dip is closer to normal than I think some of us realize. The abnormality is that we peaked right at the beginning of the year and have been falling since. And there's no doubt that we're still, you know, having some turbulence. Fundamentals remain pretty bearish. But as I mentioned, every single time the S&P 500 has fallen in the first half of the year, it rallied in the second half with an average gain of 14%. Uh, you know, the if you're thinking about your own investments here and what's gone in these six months, we are in the middle of the storm. This is not when you want to jump out of the boat and try and swim to shore. 
uh, the, you know, the easiest way to destroy any chance of a rebound of your investments would be to sell out of your investments into a bear market. I mean, this lesson has been repeatedly taught over time, most recently in the tech bubble burst in the early 2000s, great financial crisis in 08, 09, and most recently during the COVID lockdown and subsequent crash. Now, you know, I can promise you right now, you cannot fetch as much for your house or it will not be as easy for you to sell your house and find willing buyers for your house than you could have at the beginning of this year. Doesn't mean you can't sell it easily or for money, right? It's just, it's not as, the the housing market isn't as robust as it was six months ago. And because your house may be slightly less valuable than it was six months ago, does that mean you're going to sell it because it's less valuable? Of course not. You're going to hold on to that. Now, in portfolio losses are are similar. You own an asset. Portfolio losses are not like a lost sock in the dryer, never to be found again. No. In the case of your investments, you actually own something. They're pieces of valuable and profitable companies that at the moment, probably like your house, you can't sell for as much as you could have earlier in the year. Right now, we're, we're just giving back some of the extraordinary gains that the market's achieved since it bottomed in 2009. And importantly now, markets are forward-looking. And obviously, I think to many of us are pricing in a pretty good likelihood of a recession. Now, that's fine. Um, but I think one could argue now at this point that nearly all of the potential bad news is baked in at this point. Now, it doesn't prevent panic from going on and more selling. We could go lower from here. It's possible. I don't think a lot lower, but we could go lower. And if, But if the economy does reach a, a recession, at that point, investors will likely already be investing for the recovery, right? Markets move first. Investors are forward-looking, moving before the economy. Our investment policy here hasn't changed. We're long-term, goal-focused, plan-driven investors. We own diversified portfolios of really good, solid companies, mostly domestic, that have shown an ability to increase their earnings over time, which supports their increases in value. So after I, I understand if you are starting to get twitchy with having the market doing what is done and the bonds doing what they've done and failing to kind of hold the portfolio together over the last six months. I mean, we've been through nearly three years of chaos, the pandemic and all of its variants, one of which I experienced firsthand a couple of weeks ago. The, the election madness from 2020 that bled into January of 2021. We have mind-blowing inflation, gas prices, war in Europe. I mean, we are exhausted. But ex exhaustion over the state of affairs in the world should not cause you to, to capitulate and give up. Just because you're wary isn't a reason to say, enough, I'm going to cash. That's precisely the wrong kind of response in difficult times like these. I've said to more than one person, these are the times that we look back and we say, oh, that was an opportunity. The opportunity after we were coming out of the tech wreck and Enron and 9-11, that was an opportunity. The February and March of 2009 was an opportunity of a lifetime. And even in May and June of 2020 was an opportunity of a lifetime. I don't. We haven't fallen far enough, I don't think, for this to be an opportunity of a lifetime. But that doesn't mean it doesn't present as a pretty attractive opportunity, particularly if stocks fall a little bit further from here and we do get that big capitulation 
um, kind of whoosh at the bottom. So that's something we're keeping an eye out for. You should probably keep an eye out for it as well. If you have questions about your investments and how they've performed in the first half of the year, even if you're not a client of Ford Financial Group and you just would like to come in for a cup of coffee and a second opinion, email us at info at fordfg.com. We'd sit down or have a phone call or even have a Zoom and chat about what's going on in the last six months and what may be coming in the next six months. I think economically, um, the likelihood of recession is better than even. Um, if this isn't the most telegraphed recession we've ever had, I don't know what is. But that doesn't mean that we haven't already priced that in with stocks. And so I don't think uh, at this point we are in the middle of the storm. And I'm willing to bet that on the distant horizon, the clouds are starting to clear. So um, just like we weren't total optimists in September and October of 2021, we're not total pessimists here in July of 2022. And so hang in there. Email us if you have questions. I look forward to talking to you in the next one. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.